From the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Many, many years ago, not that many, maybe like three. It's not many. That's just many, many, many. Uh, I, I was walking down the uh, Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, presented by Silverback Advertising, by the way. Online at silverbackadvertising.com. I was walking down the stairs to meet a, uh, a vendor who had come in to, to meet me for an appointment. And I walked downstairs and she was waiting at, um, you know, we had some high top tables in the showroom. This was a Nissan store. And she said, hey, nice to meet you. Da, da, da. And she says, I got to tell you, I get a really good vibe when I walk in this building. And I'm like, really? Why? She's like, I don't know. Everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's friendly. The lighting is nice. The building is clean. And my impression that I get immediately is that this would be a good place to do business. Now, she was probably sucking up to me because she was a vendor and she wanted me to buy something. And I don't remember if I bought or not. But I got to thinking about that at the time. And I was like, well, those are kind of all like, not intangible, intangibles, but those are all like, that's just the vibe of the place. And I got to thinking about it. And the, you know, we had, it all came from the top. We had the owner of the business and his son were stand up people. And then it went down from there. But there's specific things that you can identify, specific things that relate to company culture. And we will bring in David Adcock. He's the executive director at Binary Auto and the expert panel member at Dealer Marketing Magazine. And also, word on the street is, a recently has become a powerhouse. And he comes on the uh, the podcast now. Hey, David, how you doing? I'm good. I'm doing great. How are you? I want to talk company culture and you're the guy to do it. So let's do it. Awesome. Let's go. Did you hear my story? I heard your story. That's fantastic. Can, can you, do you, do you get the, like the, the vibe thing? Like I just, I just bought a car and I went to a specific, I went to a dealership to test drive a car, not the one that I ended up buying. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, no, nope, not going to happen. And I test drove the car, but I knew it wasn't, I wasn't going to, but I knew right away in two seconds, I wasn't going to buy the car there because of the vibe. So this other store, the Nissan store, had a great vibe, right? But that comes from the top down. How important, like where does that culture, because that culture is portrayed to the customer, right? Um, but where does it start? Like, it, it, like everyone has to buy in, right? Oh, it's a, that's 100% the case, Matt. You know, it, it always starts at the top down. If the guys, if the guys below are bought into something, but the people above them are not, then there's no reinforcement to continue to make that happen. The, the culture of what goes on in a store, the vibe, as you put it, that goes on in a store always starts from the top down with that pride and, and how they want their, their store to be viewed. And then it's up to them to put the right people in the right places to continue to push that vision. Can it be just that, just a vibe? Or does there have to be like a company, like here's the policy, here's how we do it, here's why we are who we are? Or can it be just kind of like, hey, we got good people and it's a good vibe? Well, you know, having good people is absolutely an important thing. But but Matt, we talk all the time, uh, have, have spoke a lot lately about 
the difference between having a, a building your brand versus a mission statement, you know, being able to look at somebody and tell them why you do what you do inside your organization allows you then to have those people do the things and give them the how to accomplish that. But if you don't understand the why and the why is coming from the top, yeah. and then you got to get the good people who understand and buy into the why, and then you build how are we going to make that happen around it, then you get that great vibe, that great culture. For those listening who might be thinking like, listen, I just want to sell cars and hit my number at the end of the month. Like, why does culture matter? Why is it important? Well, you said it yourself when you started. When a customer walks in the door, that customer experience that's going to take place has a lot to do with that, that vibe, that culture, that message that comes from the top. If there's, if there's not a plan, then you're going to fail. Yeah. You don't just get great people. You know, I had, I had the, the, the honor uh, and, and opportunity to coach college football at one point in time. And you can have great players, but without a plan, great players can't execute a plan. Yeah. So, you know what? I show up every day and all I want to do is hit my number. If you don't have a plan on how you're going to hit your number, you're probably going to end up somewhere else. I feel like earlier on in, in, in my career, I didn't grasp the importance of culture until I was at a place that didn't have a great culture internally for working for those people and then also portraying it externally to customers. And now I appreciate it now with the company that I work for. And to me, it's it, it helps build loyalty. Like I'm a loyal guy. I like the company I work for. I like the people I, I like the people I work for, but because the culture is good. Um, employees like working there. And now I'm more like, I want to succeed more for the guys that I work for because of the culture and the way people are treated and the way we treat our customers. Matt, let's get, get away from the car business for a second. And, and we're going to jump into something that, that uh, I had an opportunity to talk about at a, a conference not long ago. Everybody likes going to Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you get to Chick-fil-A, it's not always about the sandwich. You know what kind of sandwich you're going to get. You're going to get a chicken sandwich from virtually anybody. But I want you to think of the experience that you have when you show up. And I'm going to put it in one real easy thing. When you pull up at Chick-fil-A and you see that car line that's all the way around the block, mm-hmm. does it make you turn the car around and go somewhere else? No, because you know that the culture that they have, the way they treat you, that experience that you have, means that you're willing to do that because you feel good about it. And then you pull out with the product at the end, all because the experience that you get going through it, that the experience is so important. The culture is so important to what goes on to, 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 uh, reach that success level that you're looking for. I was at Chick-fil-A once in Brookfield, Connecticut, and the line was long and they had employees outside on tablets taking your orders right next to the thing where you order over the speaker. You and got I, it. I said, well, how come you got the speaker right there? How come there's people out here with the tablet? He goes, it's faster this way. You've got, you know, we were, we were talking about this and somebody was relaying a story to us about how they're in their car and as the line's moving, this person with the tablet is walking with them and he says, I feel like I'm being escorted. He says, you're important to us. You should feel like you're being escorted. 
What an amazing answer that is. Yeah. You know, and that's all about culture. That's all about experience. If you don't have that culture and you don't have the experience, you may have the best product in the world and people are not going to stay around to experience the product because your culture or the experience is bad. So to drill down on some specific things that dealers can do or things that are important to look at uh, while building a great culture at their store. Well, you hit on one. The top down is is mm-hmm. obviously a very big thing that that culture change. Everybody's got to buy into a, to a culture change. You know, uh, you and I have talked before. We work with several hundred dealerships around the country doing lifetime powertrain warranties. It's not an easy change. It's not an easy shift. But to be able to have a message that separates you from your competition before a customer walks in the door and then they receive that experience when they walk in the door, it is an absolute paradigm shift in what goes on in a, in a, in a dealership. What about communication? So there's a, um, there's a store, uh, what's the name of the group? Dream Motors Group, I think it's called. And they own a couple okay. of Mercedes stores, uh, including Mercedes-Benz, Baton Rouge, uh, Mercedes-Benz, uh, Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz, Nashville, and Mercedes-Benz of the Woodlands. Um, and I have a buddy, uh, actually the guy who, uh, this guy, the guy, that guy, I got that, that guy who does the intros. My buddy uh, does um, uh, a video work and uh, for those stores that has had the owner, I can't remember his name, on uh, the podcast and his podcast. And he talked, and that the owner of that group talks about um, when he's looking for employees, he's not looking for the warm body. Like, Hey, this is a guy, he sold cell phones and we don't need to know anything else about him. Besides the fact that if he follows these directions, he's going to sell cars. Like he's looking for a specific person that fits the culture and, 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 and will fit in with what their mission statement is at the beginning of the job search, trying to find somebody. It's not, let me get a warm body and then jam them into the way we do things. Like let's find the right person that will be the fit. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you have the right culture, but you don't have the right people yeah. to push that culture, to push that message, then that culture gets lost. That message gets lost. You can have great people with no message and that's not going to work either. You've got to have a marriage between the two. Matt, let me make it real simple. This is not easy. You know, there's a lot of things that people think you you said, just show, I just want to show up and sell cars. Guys, success is not easy. Mm -hmm. You've got to put the work in, you got to put the effort in, and you got to be bought into that message. And then you have the right people to push that message. And you got to be willing to part with people that may, you may think do a fantastic job, but if they're not buying into your message, they're holding you back from the success that that message is going to bring. Two examples, just from my recent life, I just bought a car and I went to a, a store that where I knew uh, uh, one of the sales managers. I said, like, oh, I'll go down here. I know the guy. And I go there and I'm going through the rigmarole and he, and it's not like, I, I was trying to like, dude, extend me some professional courtesy. Here's what I want. If we can't make it work, then like, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to waste my time. And this person is openly like, dude, like it's dark in there. And the sales manager was giving me a hard time about it. And he was kind of like being like, yeah, this guy's kind of like this. And I was like, I don't know about this. So anyway, a bunch of things happened. I ended up going to this other store and I bought the car from a guy who I didn't test drive it from a few weeks ago. 
He talked really well about the other guy. The sales manager came over and said hi. The finance manager was super friendly. The lights were bright. It was a nice environment. Like the night and day between the two places. And the other place, by the way, the place that I didn't buy it from is closer to my house than the place that I did buy the car from. And it, it, like, it's just, it blows my mind how the people at the place where I didn't buy the car can work there every day or the people who run the place can think, yeah, yeah, everything's good. No problem. We don't have to, we don't have to work at any of this. Like to me, it's like, it's, it's a no brainer. It's, it's absolutely amazing how far a positive message will go. Yeah. You know, when you get, when you get positive people working in an environment with positive leaders, that message is fantastic. Listen, with many of our clients, Customers are willing to pay more for a product because they're interested in the experience in buying the product itself. Yeah. You know, you have, you have a great experience when you walk in the door, you have a a great, uh, a great staff, a great atmosphere. All of that is important to what's going on. You, you can drive by a dealership and you can tell whether that dealership is successful or not successful in about two minutes. Mm. It's not hard to see that. And just go back to what you said too earlier. And I think it's important for people to not think that we're like, just do it. Like it is difficult. It is, you know, like if you think, yes. if you think of a, of a, of a busy volume store or a, you know, a, a store in a city or an urban area on a Saturday when there are, you know, 85 ups and they're going to sell 32 cars and you're running around trying to find keys and the car you're trying to spot is at the uh, storage lot two miles away and it's three cars deep and it hasn't been washed in a month and it's got pollen on it. Like it's, easy to be stressed and sweating and running around like crazy and then be snippy with a customer or snippy at your sales manager and a customer sees that interaction. But sure. But in the long run, you've got to understand the importance of avoiding that happening in, 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 a, well, in a pressure environment. So when you, when you talk about pressure, you know, one of the things that we've talked a lot about lately is transparency. And when you talk about pressure, pressure a lot of times can either be ramped up or lowered based on transparency. You know, if you're doing the job right, if you've got a plan, you've got a great atmosphere, you've got great people, you've got a great message and you're transparent with that customer about what that is, a customer's excited about it. Customer wants to do business with you. But the same thing is, is, is true when you roll into a dealership and they're transparent about the fact they don't like the, the business manager, they don't like the desk manager, yeah. you know what, I have a car hits in the back, I gotta go wash it, give it. Transparency is amazingly important to success, but you gotta have the right message and the right attitude. And if you put all those together, Success is, uh, success is, uh, right around the corner. Transparent example from that car purchase is I'm driving up there and we, you know, we worked, I talked to the guy and I said, listen, I'm in the business. Like, here's the car. You have it. Here's the MSRP. Here's what I'll pay. You can do it. Call me back. I'll come up there in 45 minutes. If you can't, not a big deal. I'll come to you down the line when I'm, you know, when I'm in market again. And, right. uh, he calls me back 20 minutes later and says, yeah, we can do it. Come on up. 
on the car ride up there, he's calling and getting, my wife's with me, getting my information. What's the insurance? Do you have this? Do you have that? Send us a picture of your license. And we're doing, getting the paperwork prepped in the car ride up. I was driving. I wasn't doing it. My wife was doing it. And he goes, you know, I'm just trying to make it as quick as possible. I told him I was in a hurry because I had to go down farther away to trade in these two Nissans. I told him I was in a hurry. And he goes, no problem. Let's do this. It'll take this long. I can't get it detailed for you in that timeline. So I can either detail it and give it to you Monday. Or if you need it today, I'll do a wheel and you can come back on Tuesday and get it detailed. Like he laid it all out up front instead of being like, I, I got to get detailed. I'm going to, you, you could stay too. Like he, he, we, we worked it all out in advance and the experience was pleasant. And a lot of situations, I feel like that just in my experience of dealerships, I would visit at, when I was working in a dealership group was that that, that would not happen. When, when we talk to dealerships, a lot of time we talk to them about setting expectations. Yes. When you set expectations, you take the, the worry or wonder away from a customer about what's going to take place. The, the number one place that a customer in surveys has a tendency to beat on and talk about being unhappy is being in the finance office. Right. But it's real interesting that when a customer walks into finance, when you look at them and you say, this is my job, this is what we're going to do, and this is how long it takes, people go, oh, okay. Yeah. But when you don't 100%. tell them up front, then people sit there and now they're, they're whole time, they're looking at their watch, going, oh, geez, how much longer are we going to be in here? When does this go? You set an expectation. You take the worry out of it. You knew what to expect when you got there yeah. and you're excited about being there. That's a, that's a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal example. I like to give them even to, we used to tell our service advisors like, okay, uh, or this uh, service advisor say, okay, you know, the car will be done in an hour. I'm like, tell the customer it will be done in an hour and 20 minutes. And then when it's done in an hour, they're going to be like, oh man, it was done early. Sweet. I'll be right. I'll be, I'll be right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, under promise over deliver. That's, you know, we talk about that, that all the time, you know, you go in and you know, we, we work with our clients and we want to have a positive message right out the, right out of the gate. We want to tell them right out of the gate why we're different. You know, we want you to be a customer for life. That's why we're willing to stand behind your car for life. You know, yeah. things that are exciting and things that get a customer to understand the process and know why they're there makes everything smoother and more successful. I underpromise and overdeliver when I'm cooking dinner. I'm like, I'm in the kitchen cooking and then my wife's in the living room and I'll say, hey babe, this is, I don't know, this is not going to be that good. And then if it's just a little good, she's like, oh my God, this is delicious. I'm like, yes. Because if I say this is going to be the best meal ever. And she was like, ah, it's just okay. That's right. I cook dinner right. for my wife sometimes. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, hey, that's, that's fantastic. I do the exact same. I do the exact same thing uh, for my fiance. I, uh, I call DoorDash and I underpromise about how long it's going to take. I only cook because I can drink uh, bourbon while I'm cooking without, yeah, without, without, be, without being judged. Now we're talking. <laughs> David Adcock, he's executive director at Binary Auto, expert panel member at Dealer Marketing Magazine. You should definitely check out his stuff at dealermarketingmagazine.com. Give us a, a, a couple of topics that you've previously written about that people should go to the website and, uh, and check out. Well, we've talked about several things. Um, you know, we, we talk about, obviously, we talk about culture a great deal in, in what we do because in our business, culture is very, very important. If you have the right culture and the right value proposition for a customer, people in our industry have a tendency to feel that price is the most important thing that a customer wants to deal with. And in reality, that's not the case. All the studies tell you that it's safety, it's security, it's experience. 
we want to be able to provide those things. So a lot of times we're talking about how you can provide uh, an atmosphere for customers that gives them that safety and security. We talk about things you can do to differentiate yourself from your competition. Obviously, right when I bring it back home to, to us, the lifetime powertrain warranty that we do, you know, sets us apart from everybody else. It allows us to talk about something that other people don't talk about. Safety, security, making sure you've got peace of mind. Um, we talk a lot about agents that are out there. You know, how do, an agent, how do you differentiate yourself as an agent? Um, you know, a lot of times you've got uh, uh, 60 different agents a month on average calling a dealership trying to get an appointment. Why, what do you need to do to make yourself different? Um, and, and what's funny, Matt, is it always wants to go back to what we're talking about here. It always goes back to culture. It always goes back to value. It always goes back to a positive message. And I think in the stuff that you'll read that we've been fortunate to, uh, to work with several people doing, you're going to see that common thread through everything we talk about. That's some good plug in there. You've been, you've been, you've been taught. That's some, that's a good job. Come on, man. That's, we're, we're supposed to be good at what we do, right? David Adcock, thank you for uh, joining me once again. And I, I appreciate you coming on. Matt, it is always a pleasure to be with you. I'm looking forward to the next one. All right. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. Good stuff. Check out the uh, article. It's called Make Trust Your North Star. And it is on Dealer Marketing Magazine, dealermarketing.com. Somebody will pick that up. It's fine. Uh, I want to invite you to check out a couple of uh, episodes previously recorded of Mostly Automotive Marketing. Check them out wherever you uh, like to listen to podcasts. We got a good, good episode up there about Google Analytics for GA4. What is it? Should you be using it? Why is it beneficial? Go check that one out. Also a good uh, episode about heliotropic leadership. If you don't know what heliotropic is, don't worry, neither did I. You can check that episode out as well. Plus another episode, a favorite of mine from a couple of weeks ago called hashtag nerd alert. I'm a big nerd. I love organization and time management. I know, I know people, people love nerd stuff like time management. So check that out too, wherever you can find podcasts and then, you know, follow us on uh, LinkedIn and, and Facebook and subscribe and all the stuff you're supposed to say when you have a podcast. Thanks for checking out mostly automotive marketing with Matt Wilson. Whoop, not the right button. There we go. Presented by Silverback Advertising. Online at silverbackadvertising.com. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.